everyone, and welcome back to Conversations with BC Hepatitis Network. My name is Carrie, and I am once again joined by Daryl. But today, Daryl is not my co-host. Daryl is our guest. Welcome, Daryl. Thanks, Carrie. Great to be here. So I, I think, as usual, we will uh, start off um, by getting you to introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, uh, Daryl. Uh, Daryl Luster. Uh, I am the peer uh, programs lead with uh, BC Hepatitis Network, formerly Pacific Hepatitis C Network, and uh, and I wear a number of hats as well, both here at home with uh, BC Hepatitis Network, but in a number of committees and, and groups throughout the country. Uh, as many of you will know, uh, my work has has been inspired mostly from my own experience but in large part from the experiences of others and in trying to to help others essentially and you know in whatever form that takes excellent so you've kind of foreshadowed into this a bit but our next question is what brought you to the work that you do uh, my my own lived experience um i had uh, lived with hepatitis c for for a long time, you know, I'm not sure how long, but uh, probably decades, and unaware that I had Hep C, and it was quite by accident that I was uh, tested and found to be positive for Hepatitis C, and it was my experience uh, in that, uh, as I learned more, that really inspired me to get involved in, in trying to affect change that that helped other people. So what was the kind of first foray that you had into doing hep C work out of your personal experience? Well, I guess initially was learning about it and and how I did that was mostly in community, uh, spending time uh, particularly online in forums. Forums were really popular back then and less so today. I mean, there are other ways that forums are attained, uh, you know, with social media now, like Facebook and others, but uh, yeah, very little face-to-face uh, -face contact. It, it was uh, e even then and, and, and now as well, uh, difficult to, uh, to form groups, you know, peer groups and to sustain them, keep them going. Uh, but yeah, I learned a, a ton of stuff uh, from people that had, had experienced themselves in this and uh, with no bias or, or, or stigma. We were just all all in this together, and that was a, a really wonderful experience that, that helped me a lot. It took away a lot of the fears that I had, and it helped me to uh, to learn and reading, of course, and participating in different things. And the first big thing I did was through social media, uh, where I was successful at organizing a, a, quite a few people from around the globe to participate for World Hepatitis Day, to simply get out with uh, some placards that I created and, and distributed globally, and some literature to raise awareness about Hepatitis C, because uh, at that time it was uh, less known. It's certainly uh, far less known than it is today. And that's, you know, the improvements are, are as a result uh, of uh, work like our organization and individuals and organizations around the globe. Amazing. That's awesome. So I guess moving on from that, um, tell us about what you're doing right now with BC Hepatitis Network and kind of beyond what you're doing with us. 
Well, we have the helpline, so I'm, you know, I'm active in that. Uh, that's an ongoing thing. Um, but we have some other programs. Uh, a couple years ago, in 2019, early 2020, we did uh, a pilot in three different sites in, in, in the province here in BC, uh, where we were doing screening and linkage to care. Uh, and providing educational uh, materials, et cetera. These were events, so they were one-day events, typically three or four hours long, and they were in communities where harm reduction services were being provided by the uh, our collaborator agency. And that was really uh, amazing. We uh, met a lot of new people, uh, got some people tested, got some people linked to care that otherwise were not. Uh, we learned a lot. I mean, it was really a, quite an amazing experience. I like people, and I like being around people, and I like helping people. So for my part, it was it was it was really cool. Uh, of course, COVID showed up <laughs> just at the tail end of our third event, so we we had to pretty much turn turn home, and we tried a couple events later in 2020, but unfortunately, due to COVID, we we were stopped in our tracks with doing anything live. And then we pivoted on doing virtual point of care testing and training, which has been amazing. Uh, we've, we've brought on board a number of different uh, agencies, collaborators, uh, organizations. Uh, we've been working with healthcare providers throughout the province. We've, uh, we're seeing more and more uh, of these agencies and, and individuals uh, reaching out to us to do the training. And it's inclusive uh, of linkage to care, so we will only participate in, in programs where there is a clear pathway to care and treatment. Awesome. And of course, if anyone is interested in uh, setting up one of those training sessions, you can reach out to Daryl at Daryl, D-A-R-Y-L, at bchap.org, and he would be happy to chat with you and sort out a training event or uh, what's going to work for for your organization. And it's, you know, that's one of those projects too that I've had a lot of fun working on and kind of problem solving with and, and, oh, you know, yeah. just trying to try to figure out how we're going to make that pivot happen. And I think, you know, as you've said before, that the pivot may have been actually more successful than the original plan, right? And that's really exciting when, you know, things aren't quite going right because of, you know, a pandemic or other reasons, and then you <laughs> change course and, and things start going even better than you expected. So, well, yes, it was very much a team effort, and uh, Carrie, Carrie, and I worked very closely on that pivot and continue to uh, as it expands uh, the program. It's been really exciting. We're now having healthcare providers uh, reach out to us. We've done training with nurses, uh, some doctors, and uh, yeah, it's been great. Who is eligible to participate in these trainings? Well, we say anybody, but of course not just anybody and it really comes down to your capacity to to do this work one of the prerequisites is that you have a pretty healthy understanding of hep c 101 we do provide some educational materials for that through our podcast and also through our guidebook our peer guidebook these are great uh, educational tools that uh, that we can provide for you. Uh, charting the map, we can provide in print form. If you go to our website, uh, you can also ac access the electronic version. 
So yeah, absolutely. That's one very basic prerequisite. And to be situated with an organization, if you are a, you know, a peer worker or a staffer working in an organization that does provide any sort of support, harm reduction, et cetera, for people who, who are at elevated risk for hepatitis C, by all means, reach out. Cool. And certainly uh, volunteers would be captured in that as well. If you're a volunteer with an organization, they're more than welcome to reach out and get trained for sure. Absolutely. And once you're trained, you get a lovely certificate suitable for framing. Perfect. So I, I think, you know, it, very interesting. Our next question, uh, given the context of what we just talked about, what have been your greatest successes and challenges in the work? I should say the challenges are pretty much the same now as they were 10, 15 years ago. Um, one, one great success, and, and I see this time and time again, is, is, is of course the treatments have improved immensely. Uh, the fact that they're available here to everyone who is diagnosed, um, there are no restrictions on that. Uh, and there's no restriction on how many times you do treat. The treatment may change due to, you know, different protocols, but nonetheless, you, there's no, no ban on, on, on uh, treating if, if a person is using substances. Uh, I mean, there have been some really weighty, massive changes that, uh, you know, I like to think that we played a, a big part in, in, in seeing that happen uh, with our advocacy work, uh, but others too. I mean, it will certainly wasn't us alone. And uh, yeah, the successes, I, I tell you, talking to someone who I started working with, you know, a month ago or a year ago, and, and, and hearing how well they're doing once they, you know, been, you know, tested and treated and, and, uh, and are doing well, uh, that for, for me is the real, you know, measure of success, personally. Uh, now, you know, on a much bigger scale, obviously, it's all those other things. The challenges, the biggest challenges I see are in, uh, are, are to do with health equity. And, uh, you know, that includes housing, uh, you know, a long list of issues that, uh, that affect the uh, outcomes for people, long-term outcomes. It's the same old social determinants of health. You know, a lot of that has not changed, and uh, and really, it's been laying bare with the uh, pandemic more than than ever, perhaps. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, everything has just become a whole lot more stark when you start looking at people's situations and and the disparities that are involved. I think you you know, it's a lot clearer to see in the context of the pandemic who is you know struggling more or getting left behind by policy, for sure. So looking towards the future, and hopefully that is a time where we have less concerns to do with COVID so we can, you know, get back out and do all the big things that we had planned. But uh, what do you see for the future, whether that's, you know, short term for the organization, for your work, or just long term in, in regard to Hep C in general? Well, I think our, our commitment to uh, elimination by 2030 of viral hepatitis is, is a key piece of, of you know, it's aspirational, uh, but it's achievable. And, and we certainly recognize that. I think others do as well. 
you know, making that a reality. And it's going to look different in different places with different people, of course. And uh, remaining flexible and able to, as we did with the uh, testing and linkage to care, to pivot. I mean, that's important. And, and if I've learned one big thing, it's that, you know, not everybody's the same. You know, uh, people are different, and and uh, and the, uh, the the struggles that people face in, in one community are not necessarily the same as, as they face in others. And being adaptable, and really listening. I mean, and I think we can beat this thing. I think that you know we can really make it just, uh, yeah, something that nobody hears about much and <laughs> you know it's it's done people are curable now and in, in in an amazing uh amazingly easy way too yeah this isn't your grandfather's treatment <laughs> cool well thank you for sharing that and you know the big kind of big picture about what bc hepatitis network is doing and what you're doing kind of individually do you have any final thoughts kind of in closing or to wrap up I would just encourage people that um, that are at risk for for living with hepatitis C, um, and you can certainly find out uh, who that is, what what uh, population that is, on our website. But I would encourage you, if you fit into those categories, that you should consider getting tested. It's now part of the guidelines. The guidelines now for uh, for doctors is is pretty broad pretty much everybody. <laughs> so, you know, if you have any uh, thoughts that you may have been exposed to hepatitis C at any time in your life, by all means, uh, uh, seek out testing. And whether that's with a, within a community-based organization uh, or from a GP if you have one or a clinic where you go for your health care, uh, any one of those places. Or you can contact us and we can certainly point you in the right direction. I mean, that's part of what we do. So, yeah, in closing, uh, get tested, get treated, get cured, have a great life. Perfect. First of all, thank you for obviously joining us today and uh, having this conversation and letting people get to know you a little bit more. And, uh, and of course, too, I have to also say thank you for getting me involved in this work and, uh, you know, letting me do the kinds of zany things I do and, uh, you know, try to capture people's attention together and uh you know like you said get them tested treated and cured and that's what we're here for and yeah so if, if anyone wants to reach out to daryl you certainly can reach out to him at uh the helpline and you know we're in a unique position where i can just basically tell people where they can call or text you so you can reach out to daryl at 1-888-411-7578 and you can do that by call or text or uh you know as we talked about before, reach out to him about booking a uh, screening and linking to care event or training and learning more about what uh, what is on offer. Thanks, Daryl. Thank you, Carrie, and thank you. thanks, everyone. Take care. Learn more about viral hepatitis and the BC Hepatitis Network by visiting bchep.org and contact us at podcasts at bchep.org. You can also find us on social media via the links in the show notes. For more episodes, visit bchep.org slash podcasts or subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.